You're listening to Spice Radio 1200 AM with Minkiran Adjula. And BC's Human Rights Commissioner launched an inquiry into the rise of hate in BC during the COVID-19 pandemic. And we're talking about the findings, which found a dramatic increase in hate during the first few years of the pandemic. We are now speaking to BC Human Rights Commissioner Kasari Govinder. Kasari, thank you so much for joining us this morning. My pleasure. So what were the findings that stood out to you? Well, the overall finding is that hate increased dramatically during the pandemic. Um, we broke that down by uh, race-based hate, so race, racism, misogyny, ableism, all these forces behind it. Um, but overall, the numbers add up to this overwhelming conclusion that there was a there was a correlation between an increase in hate in the communities across BC and this time of the pandemic. And why do you think during the pandemic we saw such an increase in hate? You know, it's a little bit hard to separate out the conditions of the pandemic that give rise to hate, and that's including the fear and anxiety that many of us found ourselves in and had many people, had some people falling back on on racist stereotypes, on blaming others, and so on. Um, We saw economic stresses over the pandemic. We saw a lot of isolation, so increased time online, for example, increased time uh, that abusers may have been in their homes with with their victims or survivors within families. Uh, We included gender-based violence in this. So there's many factors that are connected to the pandemic itself, but it was also happening in the context of a rise of of white nationalism and populist governments around the world just prior to the pandemic. It's a little bit hard to separate out the causes, but the impact is the same, that hate has taken a dramatic increase, uh, has seen a dramatic increase across the province during this time. How does the report also provide people a better understanding of the impact of hate and racism in the community? We talked to, um, we heard from hundreds of people over this, the course of the pandemic, after the course of the inquiry. We did a, a survey that we heard from 2,600 people. We did hearings where we heard uh, from over 100 people. We had written submissions. We did a poll, representative poll of the province. So we heard many, many, many stories that were pretty devastating, many of them. So that's really reflected in the report and I think gives a sense Um, not just of the numbers, right? We've got all the statistics, but it's also really important to read those individual stories, to understand the impact of, you know, the child in school who uh, their classmates are yelling Heil Hitler um, in in their class and the impact of that anti-Semitism within the classroom or the fact that pamphlets uh, were distributed around a school on Orange Shirt Day advertising white supremacist groups. What is the impact on individual people? And it's a lot easier to see, I think, when you really engage with these devastating stories. And there you spoke of many examples. You know, in this inquiry, did you find there were particular communities that dealt with more racism? Um, yes, we we definitely found um, there was a significant rise in anti-Asian racism over the pandemic. Um, uh, unfortunately, uh, hate wasn't limited um, to to Asian people, um, but it really was a, a pretty a devastating impact on on uh, Canadian Asian Canadian communities in particular. So we saw a lot of blame for the pandemic. We saw a lot of people um, being spat on, being threatened, being assaulted. 
um, and and we t- saw a lot of people being told to, to go home or having racist um, slurs used against them and graffiti um, in many communities. We also looked beyond racism. We looked at, at hate on the basis of um, and gender, for example, hate on the basis of religion. So we looked at this broader context as well. And, you know, another conversation that's been happening a lot throughout the pandemic is who those who are in situations where they wanted to report a hate crime and go through the legal system. What was that process like? Was it easy for people? One of our key findings in this inquiry was that the legal system hasn't effectively been able to address hate. Not to say that it can't. Um, and we've made some really targeted recommendations to try to improve legal system responses, but really that that response hasn't been adequate so far. And how did online hate increase in this time period? Online hate increased significantly over this time. So we saw um, really big jumps in searches, uh, search engines, uh, statistics around searches for um, uh, white supremacist groups, for example, or extremist ideologies. Uh, we saw just a lot more engagement online. Um, so hate went up, again, because there was more hate in our communities. There was more hateful sentiment and more blame, and also because there was this time that so many people were spending in front of their computers. And so there was a significant increase just in the time spent online. Um, and so you can imagine putting those two things together that we've seen this jump in online hate during this time. And knowing this information that you've shared with us, has the government been helpful in assessing this issue? Well, that was another key finding, was that the government responses haven't been effective, have largely been ineffective. Not to say that there's been no effective actions. There's been some support of community organizations, some uh, mobilization around the increases in gender-based violence and providing, um, ensuring that, uh, trying to ensure that women had safe places to go. But uh, So there are some success stories. But overall, we saw that government responses were not effective in addressing the problem. Now, what are your recommendations for addressing this increase in hate that we are seeing in the community? We released 12 recommendations. Uh, They target government, uh, the provincial government, so a number of ministries, Ministry of Education. We uh, are recommending um, changes to the K-12 curriculum to ensure that there's anti-hate and anti-discrimination curriculum built in very explicitly to the curriculum, which it isn't right now. Um, We've made recommendations to improve the criminal justice system. Um, There we focused primarily on a restorative justice approaches. So ensuring that there's ways to repair community kind of fissures like we see here. We've made recommendations to social media companies to improve accountability and transparency. One of the key things that we found was that we just really didn't have the data and social media companies really weren't transparent with us or with the public about what their hate they're seeing on their platforms or how effectively they're dealing with it. Um, And then we made some recommendations directly to police and to the public more generally as well. Now, Kasari, as you know, we have our Hands Against Racism campaign going on. And what we always like to talk about is what role do we as individuals play in addressing racism? How can we all work together to address this issue? It's such a good question. And the first um, recommendation that we have in the report is about the importance of understanding the problem and acknowledging the harm that it has in our communities. You know, these numbers that we've gathered together for this report, the extensive data work that we did here, shows that this is not a fringe issue. 
This isn't something that happens, you know, once in a blue moon to somebody else. It's actually really extensive across our communities. You know, pulling together some of the data from 2015 to 2021, we estimate that there were about 20,000 uh, hate incidents in BC, and that's probably an underreporting because many people don't tell anybody about the hate they've experienced. So, with that extensive a problem, we all have an obligation to really, really understand hate in our communities. To read this report, or at least read some of the summaries we have plain language summaries on our website as well as an executive summary and then uh, work to support those in your community who are experiencing hate so open the conversation ensure that you're hearing from your community members your neighbors your friends your family and uh, really support them as they go through trying to to seek justice or seek support however whatever they need in that moment kasari thank you so much for your time in breaking down this inquiry for us we really appreciate it you take care thank you